You are listening to the Focus on You podcast with me, your host and photography coach bestie, Sherry Brown. This is a safe space where we talk about everything photography, but also deep diving into the photographer's mindset blocks and developing your true skills that shine with tons of self-worth, confidence and authenticity in your business. I believe this journey has so many possibilities when we fuel our soul with creativity and passion that allow us to create a life we've always dreamed of. So sit back and grab a beverage while we focus on you. Welcome back to the Focus on You podcast. Uh, Today we're switching it up a little bit. We are going with more of a fun spin on weddings. And I kind of wanted to like, I I caught myself in like a a rabbit hole going through all of the fascinating wedding traditions from around the world. Um, Being that I'm Hindu, my religion is, my culture, I should say, is a lot different than the, you know, the culture that we have here. So being that I'm Hindu, I have gotten married twice. I have had a Hindu wedding, which is more so for my parents. And so I did that two days before my actual church wedding where I wore a white dress, but the day before, or the two days before that, I wore a um, blue langa, and my husband also dressed traditionally. I also have some funny stories with that before we get into this episode, but so I had um, reached out to this priest who was uh, an Indian priest, a Hindu priest, And he was about 80 years old. And I had emailed him and I said, are you available to, at the time I was in Moncton and he was in Halifax. It's like, are you available to come, you know, um, ordain, ordain, I don't even know what you say in Indian culture, but like um, marry us. Um, Are you able to do that? So he said, yeah, sure. And he, we had to go to Halifax and pick him up and bring him down. And he was such a sweet man, such a sweet man. Anyway. He did that for us. And during the ceremony, um, it was pretty funny because you have to walk around a fire seven times um, as a married couple. So me and my husband were walking around this fire. And in the background, there was like a, um, I think it was like a cloth or something. And it caught on fire. Like he had caught it on fire by mistake. And he didn't know that he did. And so my mom is in the background stomping on this this cloth of, that was on fire. Everyone's laughing. And he's like, why is everyone laughing? Kind of thing, right? Anyway, that was a funny moment. And the next thing he was saying was, okay, I now pronounce you husband and wife. But as he was saying that, I now pronounce you uh, Craig Brown. And he said, Sherry Cherry. I now pronounce you Craig Brown and Sherry Cherry as husband and wife. My name is Sherry and Brown now right? So he should have said Sherry Brown and Craig Brown. Um, So then I go back and I'm like, why is he going? Everyone's laughing again. And the reason why he said that was because when I had emailed him, my email said Sherry Cherry. So he thought my name was Sherry Cherry. Also on the topic of my last name being Brown, it was a running joke because my parents being Hindu, you know, in our culture, we t- <laughs> like, you really you want your kids to marry another Indian or another brown person, right? And my last name is Brown. So it kind of like worked out in that way that I could make a joke about it. So at my wedding, um, we did a speech and I said, you know, I said, my parents always wanted me to marry a brown boy and they got their wish. 
<laughs> anyway, I thought that was a really funny story to share with you guys. Um, but it was a great day and there was very few people there. And we had a lot of Indian food and all my friends got dressed up in these traditional saris. And it was it was a really nice um, feel to a different part of our wedding. Um, and then two days later, again, we went into our wedding dresses and went, you know, tuxedo and white wedding dress with more people and the party and everything. So I'm kind of happy I had both. But there are certain cultural traditions that are involved in my culture and in other cultures. So I thought it would be fun to do this episode to go through some really fascinating wedding traditions from everywhere around the world. So let's get right into it, first of all. So the first one is Norway. In Norway, brides wear crowns to deflect evil spirits. That's kind of interesting. Um, and I, I see that in my culture too. There are certain things that we do to kind of deflect um, evil spirits, um, not only in weddings, but in, in everyday stuff. So it's kind of interesting that Norway does this. Um, um, Mexico does a wedding lasso. A wedding lasso is when they exchange vows, uh, a lasso made of rosary beads and flowers are draped around their shoulders in the shape of a figure eight. So that represents the union of the couple, but its shape also resembles the infinity symbol, signifying just how long they're hoping the marriage will last. Hopefully it's more than eight years. The next one, Armenia. Um, this one is balanced bread. So you want to keep evil spirits far away from your marriage balance lavish flatbread on your shoulders <laughs> i think this one's funny i know it's it's a cultural thing but it's funny uh, balance the lavish flatbread on your shoulders that's what newly married armenian couples traditionally do and according to the custom when the bride and groom enter their wedding reception typically at the groom's house they break a plate for good luck um, they're even given lavish honey by the groom's mother. They balance the bread on their shoulders to ward off evil and eat spoonfuls of honey to symbolize happiness. And then the party really starts. Hmm, that's pretty cool. I wonder if they eat the bread after they balance it on their shoulders. That's what I kind of want to know what they do with the bread. Like, <laughs> anyway, the next one, let's see. Um, Congo. So the Congo, there is no smiling on your wedding day. While most about to be married brim with excitement and anticipation, Congolese couples must keep their happiness in check. <laughs> During their entire wedding day, from the ceremony to the reception, the two are not allowed to smile. And if they do, it would mean they aren't serious about their marriage. Huh. I can kind of see that. Because in Hindu religion, too, when we get married, like, I didn't smile at my wedding because I felt like that was the way it was supposed to be. And people would ask me after, why are you not smiling? And I think it's because you take this seriously. Like, this kind of nuptial is a more serious thing than walking down the aisle in a white dress and going, you know, celebrating when you walk back down together. It's it's really different. It's It's like, like I said, more serious. Anyway, next one, China. Bow and arrow. In China, a prospective husband will shoot his bride 
<laughs> I can't even read on. Like, I haven't. Oh my God. He will shoot his bride with a bow, a headless arrow, several times, then collect the arrows and break them during the ceremony to ensure their love lasts forever. But why are you shooting your bride with a bow, an arrow? I, I mean, doesn't that ensure that your love won't last or your love is not there for the other person if you're shooting them with a bow and arrow? I mean, I don't mean to diss this, but it does sound kind of violent to me. Okay, so also in China, a bride's family will hire a good luck woman, in quotation marks, to take care of her as she travels from her home to her groom's in an elaborately decorated sedan chair. Sedan or sedan. Even more attendants are busy shielding the bride with parasols and tossing rice, a symbol of health and prosperity, at the chair. I, I like that one. That's kind of cool. I, I would like someone to carry me around in a chair. All right. In Greece, shaving the groom. <laughs> Taking the term groomsman literally. <laughs> I'm sorry. That one made me laugh. Taking the term groomsman literally on his wedding day. A Greek groom's best man becomes his barber when he pulls out a razor and shaves his pal pal's face. But the groom's day also has a sweet side. After he's been freshly shaved, his new mother-in-law will feed him honey and almonds. I like that one. In Japan, a white suno kashu, kakshu, kakushi. Oh my God, I'm like butchering it. A white suno kakushi. On her wedding day, a Japanese bride celebrating a traditional Shinto ceremony wears white from head to toe, including makeup, a kimono, and a hood called a sunokakushi. White denotes her maiden status, and the hood hides the so-called horns of jealousy she, she may feel toward her mother-in-law. Huh. I don't know. This one's really cool and interesting. Okay, in Germany, um, Holtera Bend. In their first bit of housekeeping together, German couples traditionally clean up piles of porcelain dishes that their guests have thrown on the ground to ward off evil spirits. The lesson of this Holtera Bend, while working together, two partners can face any challenge thrown their way. I feel like a lot of cultures do something that wards off evil spirits. All right. The next one is Czech Republic. Placing a baby on the couple's bed. Huh? A baby. Okay. Before a Czech bride and groom tie the knot, an infant is placed on the couple's bed to bless and enhance their fertility. Once they've wed, guests shower them with rice peas or lentils also to promote fertility um if you had told me if this was a truth or a lie i would have said it's a lie because i don't i i could never imagine someone placing a baby on my bed so the next one is oh this one's mine india uh on the day of the wedding 
in a ritual called Juta. I can't even pronounce it, and I'm Indian. Juta Chupai. Juta Chupai, an Indian bride's mischievous sisters and female cousins make off with the groom's shoes and demand ransom money for their safe return. That's one way to kick things up a notch. Yeah, I do know this one. Like, it's a fun game. They take the groom's shoes, they hide it, and they're like, you got to pay me back if you want your shoes. And I guess they get money. Um, I never did this, but I've been to weddings and seen it on a, a ton of like wedding, you know, uh, Indian movies that this is that this is a thing. All right. In Mongolia, a Mongolian couple hoping to set a wedding date must first kill a baby chicken and cut it apart, holding the knife together to find a healthy liver (laughs) they keep it until they're successful so they kill a baby chicken why i don't that i don't understand like why are you gonna eat it like and why a baby chicken in china oh We are not the only ones nowadays who have this three-dress trend. Apparently, China has a three-dress trend, too. In China, brides typically walk down the aisle in a slim-fitting, embroidered dress called the traditional uh, kipao or qiongsam. For the reception, they typically change into a more decked-out gown with a western flair, but the bridal fashion show doesn't end there. The cap to cap the night... Chinese brides often make a final change into the cocktail dress. Triple the dresses, triple the fun. In Russia, grooms must prove his prove his worth. According to the custom, a Russian man must go to the bride's parents' home on the morning of the wedding and prove his earth uh, worth his earth by either paying a ransom for his lady, showering the bride's family with gifts, or simply humiliating himself by dancing and singing (laughs) until the family's had enough. I am just picturing it in my head, like this Russian groom just like, okay, I'm getting up in the morning, going to prove my worth to my in-laws. What am I going to be dancing and singing and how am I going to humiliate myself today? Ireland, keep one foot on the ground during the first dance. In Ireland, when the bride and groom are dancing, the bride must keep at least one foot down on the floor at all times. Irish folklore states that if she doesn't, evil fairies will come and sweep her away. Okay, there's a lot of these evil evil stuff happening. India, Mandy. Mandy, it's a common, yes, I had Mandy. It's common for Indian women to gather their closest girlfriends and sit for hours at a time to have their skin intricately painted in tattoo fashion with Mandy type of paint. Um, made from henna the elaborate and beautiful skin art lasts about two weeks um yeah it it doesn't always turn out red because um mine always turned out orange and it never came out the way i wanted it to and honestly it was like excruciating just sitting there until it dried and um they would tell you you know make it let it dry for like hours and hours and hours some people slept on it um, and they would put lemon juice on it to make it darker. And they would say, if your Mandy is darker, that means you'll be very happy in your marriage. And mine was never dark and I'm happy. So like, I don't believe it, but it's pretty. The only annoying thing is that it doesn't wash off easily. So 
you know, if you really want it off, you got to wait a long time to get it off. Um, but it is fun for sure. Okay. In French Polynesia, newly fl- newlywed step on relatives. On Marquesas Islands of French Polynesia, Polynesia, once the wedding has come to an end, the relatives of the bride lay side by side, face down on the ground, while the bride and groom walk over them like a human rug. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that to any of my relatives. Like, except my sister, maybe I would do it. I would do it. I I would do it. But like to my in-laws or like to anyone older, like I don't think I could do that. I'm just picturing this. Like I'm I'm intrigued to go to one of those weddings. I kind of want to go see that as entertainment. So this one sounds really good in China again. Crying before a wedding. Brides of Tujia, Tujia or Tujia, I'm not sure. People in China take tears of joy to a whole new level. Starting one month in advance, the bride starts to cry for an hour a day. Ten days into the waterworks, her mother joins the picture. And ten days after that, her grandma does the same. By the end of the month, every female in the family is crying alongside the bride. The tradition is believed to be an expression of joy as the women weep in different tones, reminiscent of a song. And yeah. I also would pay to see this. You can just imagine the song that they could create with that. Germany, uh, sawing a log. After getting married, couples in Germany are presented with a large log and a saw. By sawing the log in half as a team, it's believed they're proving their ability to work together in, in overcoming tough obstacles. I like that one. I think that sounds more like less woohoo and, you know, less like evil spirit like and crying one after the other on purpose i don't know i like this one more it, it feels like a more of like a a life lesson kind of moment so in peru cake pole in peruvian weddings the cake is typically assembled with ribbons attached to charms one of uh one of which is fake wedding ring during the reception all the single women in attendance participate in the cake pole each participant grabs a ribbon and the single lady who pulls out the fake wedding ring her tradition will be the next to get married that's pretty cool that's different from like throwing a bouquet i kind of like that cake pull thing you know i feel like a lot of people could get on board with the peru culture here and who doesn't like cake okay what okay this one (laughs) in sweden stealing kisses whenever the bride leaves the table all the ladies at the reception are free to steal a kiss from the groom Whenever the groom leaves the room, all the gentlemen are free to plant a peck on the bride, too. I think there should be rules around that one, though. Like, if you're going to be stealing kisses, I mean, you don't want anyone to be French kissing your man on your wedding day. So I'm hoping this means the kiss on the cheek and not the French way. So Sweden, you got to make that one more clear. <laughs> oh, another one from India marrying a tree first okay if you're a hindu woman born during the astrology the astrology i can't even say this word during the astrological period when mars and saturn were both under the seventh house you were cursed according to the custom if you marry be prepared for early widowhood fortunately there's a remedy marry a tree first then have it cut down to break the evil spell all right. 
Maybe I should have married a tree. I don't even know if I'm cursed. I'm hoping I'm not. I better go check my wedding date out and see where Mars and Saturn were on that date. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to marry myself a tree, guys, and then I'm going to cut it down. All right. And the last one we're going to do is Canada. I know. We weren't expecting that. It is the money dance. At French Canadian ceremonies, the couple's older, unmarried siblings traditionally perform a dance, all wearing wacky, brightly colored socks. As they dance, guests throw money at them, which is then collected and presented to the newlyweds. Okay. So in other words, like a strip club, I'm going to say. I've never heard of this. French Canadian ceremony. Well, that's it. I took my top ones here. There's a ton online. Um, I just couldn't read through all of them, but they're really, really interesting. And they kind of open your eyes to a whole different world out there when it comes to weddings. Um, there is one wedding that I do remember going to, and it was a Muslim wedding. And I remember that the bride got, they had never seen each other because in that culture, like a lot of times they don't see each other. And in my culture, a lot of times it's an arranged marriage, but this wedding in particular, they had never seen each other at all. And the bride was in a whole other separate room with all the women. And the groom was in a whole other separate room with all the men. And he was getting married in that room by himself to her. And she was getting married to him in her, in the other room by herself with the other women. So when they finally got together, they were married technically, but apart. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and, you know, throwing no shade to any of these cultures, I just find it fascinating. And sure, I laugh at a lot of them just because it it's funny to me because I'm not used to that. And, you know, I'm just picturing things in my mind as if it was like a comedy show. So I'm really not like, you know, picking anybody apart. However, there are certain things that I wouldn't necessarily agree with, which is like, the whole spirit warding off thing and the the belief of like supernatural stuff like that's going to 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 hurt your marriage all of those traditions like all i'm sure many people have gotten married those ways have not stayed together so there is no proof behind that i think sometimes it's thrown on people to do it that way and that way is the only way to do it um so for me i married um somebody outside of my culture and whereas if I was in a in a family that was more strict I wouldn't be allowed to do that and I wouldn't be allowed to have a, a, a wedding in a white dress in a church the way I wanted to so those are my views on it and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and it was a little bit more entertaining today um it didn't get deep but we will next time where we will focus on you bye for now <laughs>